0: Welcome to the Diary of a Ghost Hunter podcast with your frightfully good hosts and paranormal investigators, Anne and Renata. Join the Chaos Weekly as we tell you what has inspired us, what cases we're investigating, what is driving us round the twist, and the true horror of what goes on in the background of being a ghost hunter. This is a frightfully good production.
1: and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: In this week's episode of Diary of a Ghost Hunter, we look at some private cases where children were involved and in harm's way. We also look at how does a ghost hunter like us make money? Also, we've got to watch out for cases where there may be people who are on the edge and may do something drastic. And what happened on our all-nighter? Stay with us. And we're back for another episode of Diary of a Ghost Hunter, Renata. Yes. Big week. Yes. Per usual. Absolutely. Know, this is what happens when you actually make this your um, full-time job, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got to be out hustling every day, otherwise uh, we don't get paid. <laughs> That's basically how it works that's true and um speaking in that
2: regard some of the hustle that we've been trying to do is get some locations for some filming and that's been a rather difficult thing to do Um, and uh, just
0: excuse me while i redress myself here because i have just realized the microphone was on the wrong side as you do (laughs) and um i'm just
2: kind of wondering i'm throwing my mind back to six seven years ago and thinking about um how difficult it was six, seven years ago to get a
0: site. Yeah. And I don't think in any way, shape or form that has improved. No, I, know, I think we have some people who are more open to it now, but there are still a lot of people who are suspicious and thinking that we're actually doing some sort of devil worship or mm. um, they're worried about what the public um, for their venue will say about having people like us under their roof. Mm-hmm. People love it. I don't understand why they, they're yeah. worried about it. In oh, yeah. America, it's huge. Yeah.
2: Well, America and all of Europe. Yeah. All of Europe as well. Um, the thing is that we don't have a, a lot of sites here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so everyone has cherry-picked their little couple and gone, that's it. That's That's, it. that's ours. Don't touch my site. Don't touch my site. And um, we even got an email um, or a a message through over the last couple of days where we were asked to go to a particular site to do an investigation. Yeah. And we we had to say, well... We'd We'd love to go. We'd love to go, but there's... We don't think they'll let us. Yeah, they won't let us because there is... Yeah, there's someone else there that's kind of doing that area. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So it kind of gets really difficult. Yeah. Yes. Unless you've got lots of money to do traveling and going to different states and trying to explore that way Um, or just literally kind of going off the grid and going, oh, this looks like a spooky place or it's abandoned uh, or it's a cemetery. You know, those standard things that a lot of people are forced to do that aren't even in our situation where we can actually go and send an email or even try, a lot of the ones that are starting off can't even get to that point. And so they are literally, um, the only thing available for
0: them are abandoned buildings and cemeteries. Yeah. The graveyards and cemeteries is where people go and then people get upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, sometimes that's understandable why people get upset about it, that's why you've always got to be very respectful wherever you go. Now, Renato, i just knows you've got your microphone on the wrong side as well. It's got to be on the side where your face points. <laughs> so just unclip it and put it on your other bra strap with the microphone pointing to your mouth. <laughs> See, these are all things you've got to think of. Things we never thought of. All right. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Have I... Yeah, that's right. Because you'll be facing me now and that that way you'll it will pick up your voice oh that looks really really comfortable
2: no it's i i still think it's wrong never mind let's just
0: keep going let's keep going we're in trouble with the sound as you probably noticed on some of the podcasts um one of us will sound loud and the other will sound really quiet so i figured um we, we've got to wherever we point our head is where the microphone needs but anyway <laughs> that's one of the joys of the things we have to learn about um guess what's back tonight Yes, Spooky Sundays.
2: Yay! Yay! So we are back at uh, Newcastle uh, Live Radio at Mm -hmm. the station and we are going to be recording live, which means that um, our followers get to message us and um, ask us some questions. And that then gets turned into a podcast episode
0: um, uh, called Spooky Sundays, which is available on Spotify and iTunes. Absolutely. And uh, any of the other podcasting places you'd like to listen to and i've actually got a really good story tonight about a um tv program that freaked a lot of people out and i actually had not heard of it before and i'm really excited to talk about it so if you want to hear about that you'll have to come over to spooky sundays and listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh now the other thing we're going to report back on was the all-nighter because we had our all-nighter on friday night yes Seems like ages ago.
2: She's still exhausted. It takes me probably about uh, three days to get over an all-nighter. I've pulled up okay. Oh, my body was screaming
0: today. Mm. (laughs) It was just screaming. You you, you did have to go and work all day today. And uh, not only that, you're so much older than me. Yeah, I know. No, you're not actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: so we had um, a Ghost Hunting 101 and then straight after that our Mm -hmm. all-nighter people came through. And uh, we got in, oh, pardon me, to do all yeah, of that. You realise that all of you've our just listeners are now me. going to be yawning. Yep, Thank just, you. you. You've started me off. I'm sorry. Um, and it was an incredibly
0: active night. It was. It was a really great night. But also, they were a great bunch of people. They were. We had a lot of fun with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, our team hit their KPI on tears. We actually did some seance work uh, as part of the... I think we try to do something different with our all nighters than what we do with our Ghost Hunting one oh one. Or your Ghost Hunting 101 and it's our All Nighters. <laughs> Gotta remember that. Um, so we we mixed it up a bit and we did some E V P listening experiments using the headphones and we did um, uh, the kitchen, Mick, yeah, the kitchen area. Yeah, the kitchen area, uh, which we don't normally do. And uh, also Mick did an experiment with the portal mm-hmm. uh, over in C-Wing, 5-Wing. Um, but then after that, we opened it up to, and here we go, people get upset, Ouija boards and table tipping and glass dowsing, mm-hmm. And we only had awesome messages coming through. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Lots
2: of connection uh, with uh, loved ones mm-hmm. through the boards and through the tables, and uh, I, I think um, this this group were very grounded. They kept to kind of the instructions um there were supervisors everywhere so we were, we were supervising but when we could we took ourselves away and just let them do it yeah uh, rather than be part of of the experiment continuously so that they could just have a go at it and they roared
0: through it it was yeah. amazing for, for us to be able to walk away from the table tipping and the glass dowsing and, and just let them do it is that's that's a big thing yeah yeah so we, we must have taught them really well renata it was good. That's all I can say. We did have some repeat
2: offenders on, which yeah. helped. Yeah. So there were a few people that had come uh, quite a few times to our events, so they really knew what they were doing. Yeah. And I think they, um, oh good was, lord, keeping her up. They they they, they um, took go, people. Me, they took people under their wing, <sighs> and uh, helped them along as well. And that was that was really good. Yeah.
0: Um, now, we've got the uh, our new venue starting up on Friday night, The Residence, mm-hmm. which is the building just out to, to the left as you walk in of Maitland Jail. So, we'll be reporting back on that next week to let you know how it goes. Um, now, I actually saw a really interesting article and I was going to get you to react to it, but it turns out you've read it as well. I have. Um, and this was Alex Matsuo from The Spooky Stuff. Uh, she put up a story about a lady... Who burned her house to the ground because she believed she had an infestation of spirits. Mm. Now, this is something we must be super careful about being paranormal investigators, that uh, you can't just leave people and go, oh, yeah, you've got ghosts, and then walk off. Mm. Because if they're in an unstable situation or their anxiety is so high or they're having um, some sort of mental health episode, people can end up in dire situations. They had to rescue people in other parts of the houses because she didn't get them out. Mm. No, that's correct. And I do remember one of my friends, um, I know I've probably spoken about this on our True Hauntings podcast, but um, I have a friend who uh, had a paranormal team in Sydney and uh, she was called to a house where a mother said that her son was possessed. Mm -hmm. And when she got there, the child was gagged and taped into a chair And the mother was all wide-eyed and gone, you've got to get the spirit out of my child. And it became very quickly obvious that the mother was having some sort of mental health issue. Um, And I mean, if if my friends and their team hadn't been there and hadn't had the right sense of mind to deal with it in the correct way, um, really bad things could have happened. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Not only are we
2: dealing with the dead but we're also dealing with the living Mm. and it's really, really important to understand what's going on for those people so that they can also be assisted. And uh, we have had a few calls over the last few weeks of people ringing up because they have been in these dire straits and yet they have not called back no um, where it's sort of we don't like to go reaching out and going well you know we're here we're you know we're keen to come um because it's just that it's that over keenness in that situation that it's just it doesn't doesn't sit right mm. uh if someone wants to reach out to us to get information then Yes, please reach out to us, but we're not going to hound people because it's it's like we're we're sniffing around for money or, or something, some some sort of reasoning to go out there and ask for more to do more. Mm. Uh, and so people have kind of kind of got to find their own way and their own solutions. And not all solutions are going to be good for everyone. There are some people that want the sage and they want the prayers and they want someone to come in who is going to deal with it all for them and from some psychological level that gives them enough of a sense of calmness to Mm -hmm. go okay everything's fine now i'm just going to accept that and it suits fine they've got the job done um for other people their mental state has gone one step too far and it is time to uh Call in the
0: professionals. Call
2: in or get them to go and see a
0: medical professional before you even try and do anything. Now, what happens though in a situation like my friends where they've turned up on site, they've been faced with this situation, um, you can't exactly say to the person, um, look, I think that maybe you need to go and, and speak to your doctor and have an appointment with your doctor. Just make sure and, and get your child checked out too and just make sure there's no medical reasons because you're already in a critical state. So what is what do you do in that situation? Mm. Um, that's It's hard because you've got
2: to deal with the emotions that are being shown at that very moment yep. and that will be very, very different. So my, my first... Port of call in that situation is a child, mm-hmm. and I would try and approach a child and try and get the adults to allow me to approach the child and disengage the child from all of this stuff that they've got, um, the gag and all of that, um, and sit there with the child mm-hmm. while having conversation with everyone else. But my whole energy just focused on what is going on for that child because what I'm trying to do there is to allay any trauma or terror that's going on and there's probably trauma already been done we've got to take into account that small little possibility that something else is going on whether it is a medical thing, whether it is a mental thing, or whether it is a spiritual thing, we've always got to keep that door open and say, Is, is there something going on there that I really need to take into account? And I'm only going to be able to see that if something happens. Uh, and so you've, you've just got to be full, 150% in concentrated. And that's one of those situations where you can't go in with too many people because too many people is overwhelming. And you certainly can't go in by yourself. Absolutely because, because cannot. Because you cannot, cannot deal with that on your own. You can't deal with that on yeah. your own. So it needs a minimum of two. Um, but really, you can't go in with five or six or seven and uh, you know a, a bucket load of equipment or anything like that to, to begin with. Because you've got to deal with the trauma that is being shown straight away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I I think jeez um that I would go in there and try to calm the situation because you, you're in a um that's a, a horrible situation to find yourself in and try to talk the parent down and um, and say, look, we're going to we're going to release them. It's okay. We've got this under control. Um, and I'd be looking at my partner saying, um, we might need to ring our helpers on this one for some extra prayer support or something. And I would get them outside and calling the ambulance or someone to come in and deal with it because that would be beyond what I could cope with. Mm. Um, I, I think if if a child was bound up that's got to go to emergency services mm. straight away. But in the meantime, you are there with that person and you've got to treat them with respect and listen to them whilst trying to protect the child. Because if you exacerbate the condition any further with the the adult, it, it could be worse for the child.
2: Well, it's going to be worse for the people that have just stepped in the door Yeah, and are telling them what to do.
0: Yeah. Um, so You've got to listen to what yeah. they're saying and, and try to work within their parameters. Yeah? yeah,
2: it's a lot of question asking
0: rather than direct direction. So but you could couldn't have... you couldn't let the child sit there bound while you did that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not.
2: That's that's why I would I would try and focus in on that, mm. but keep asking questions and keep keep engaging and going. You know what's Trying to ask questions rather than give directives because yeah. asking questions puts you in a uh, non-threatening position
0: when you're talking to them. And those open-ended um, questions yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. just explain to people what an open-ended question is. An open-ended question is one that doesn't... <laughs>
2: doesn't allow the person to answer with the yes or no. They have to go into a conversation of some sort to give you details. Um, and you can always ask for more. You can always tweak that and, and try and get more information out of them as they're giving
0: you information. And silence is really good too. So when they finish, you just stop and you just look. And you just wait a little bit, almost guaranteed they'll kick off again with a little Mm. bit more information. Mm. Uh, But for example, uh, you would say, um, so you must be feeling really scared. That is a closed question because I'll answer yes or no. But if you say to them, so how are you feeling? That's open because Mm. they've they've got to answer you with a bit more than yes or no on that one. Mm.
2: Yeah. And of course, all the details, which is hard in that traumatic situation, but sometimes getting them to go back and start with the details gives you time to think about strategies and what to do next and how to handle it because they've got to go back into their mind into their uh, memory and start to drag out what has just happened or how has it led to this point Um, what has this child been exhibiting Um, how do you know about all of this you know who who have you been speaking to or um, how do you know that this is what a possession looks like you know what's what's been going on uh, and really start to dig in and get them to think about things. It can, it can de-escalate a situation that's,
0: um, you know, you've got people there that are really stressed and anxious. Mm, yeah. Uh, there was something else I was going to bring up then too. Oh, also, when we do talk to you about our private cases here, we change uh, quite a chunk of the information to protect the privacy of the people involved. Uh, but I think it's really important that we do discuss these private cases so that you get um, a sense of what really happens. Mm. I think one of the big things that we
2: often don't think about is people find it very hard to talk about the whole ghost thing to begin with because they're going to think that people are looking at them and thinking that they've lost their mind. But when you also come across a, a case that isn't paranormal and you're trying to say to that person, look, it's, it's really not a paranormal thing. Those people are going to feel extremely stupid. Yeah. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. So the, sometimes the likelihood is that they will stick with their view because they don't want to be seen as having conjured up something stupid and some sort of terrible story and called you out and done all of this um they've maybe told friends that their house is haunted their friends are freaking out all of this you know you, you then sort of imagine them going back the next day and going oh by the way no, it's not <laughs> um you know it's it's some it was something very simple i've made such a fool of myself a lot of people won't be able to get to that point where they can admit that it was just something Normal, mundane. <laughs> mundane. After they've created a kerfuffle.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's a technical word. That one, yeah.
2: kerfuffle. <laughs> um, and that's that's again a hard thing because you might go away from a situation going, it's I've done my best, uh, and they're just fervently going, no, 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 this is no, it's it's got to be it's got to be something paranormal. So yeah. they'll call the next person in. Yeah. So they uh, the, the next person confirmation in, uh, the Next bias. person in. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah so it's there's it's, actually a really good thing on youtube at the moment by tim minchin called confirmation bias have a listen to it it's very appropriate for paranormal investigators he was mm. the guy that wrote uh, the music for matilda i think he wrote the score too the mm. lyrics um but it's brilliant absolutely brilliant he nails it mm. uh yeah um oh and we also had a new bit of also a new bit of gear, but it's an old bit of gear which I haven't dug out for a while. And we used it uh, on the all-nighter. The mm-hmm. The music box. What does mm-hmm. Steve call it? The freaky box or something? It uh, looks like a coffin. It does look like a coffin. And it uh, has a... Um, it, it's shaped like a coffin. It's got an old-fashioned wind-up music box on the top, which is battery-operated. The idea is that the beam of light gets... Um, uh, crossed or the, I think it's sonar, this one, uh, if if the length of the beam shortens, then it knows that something has passed it and it goes, ding, 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 ding. ding. It sounds so creepy, but they had <laughs> it go off. They did. Several times, particularly in the shower. He yeah. put it down and he said it was like somebody had just sat in front of it mm-hmm. and it just went on and on and on and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he called us to go in and check yeah, it out. Come check and it out. Absolutely nothing happened. Nothing. <laughs> Not Just even a cap all flash. Always the way. Always <laughs> the way. Oh, and another thing I thought we might bring up, which people might find interesting, is that I did say that we are um, paranormal investigators. We do this full time. So how do we make our money? How do we make a living out of this? Because it's very contentious, anyone making money out of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of ways that we bring in a minuscule income, but we're working on making it bigger. Uh, One of those ways is by doing podcasts like what we are doing here now. And you guys listen to it and there'll be a little bit of advertising from a sponsor in there and we'll get a little bit of money from that uh which which helps um then we do youtube which we'd really appreciate if you went and subscribed and cost you nothing but means the world to us uh if people watch those videos and they comment on it we get a couple of cents every time somebody views a video because they've got a little bit of advertising on that as well uh renata does readings mm-hmm. so she works at the witch's charm at warner's bay by the way if you'd like a reading with renata what's the email Tarot Queen, T A R O T Q U W E N at gmail.com. So she can do those online for you. I sell paranormal equipment. So I have Ozparatech, ozparatech.com. O Z P A R A T E C H.com. So I've got all the technology and the gadgets, and uh, we. Uh, we sell all. I sell that. People get confused because they think that I work with Renata and Newcastle Ghost Tours, but that is solely her business. I own Oz Paratech, which is solely my business. But together we are. Frightfully oh, good. good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what's another way? Oh, we do our Spooky Sundays radio show, which we have the awesome Thrive Broking who sponsors us. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit of money from that. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, people do... Uh, buy
2: stars when we go live on or our super stickers. Facebook pages. So, so that's
0: appreciation uh, things that yep. they send through. So we get a little bit of money from that. And we have a Patreon account, mm-hmm. uh, which we have our Grand Pooh Bars, and they pay, uh, I think it's $10 a month, I think it's 10 US, and <coughs> they get to be in a little private group where we uh, <coughs> do two lots of... Um, tarot readings a month for them and we'll do little live crosses to them and they that money helps us uh go out and film and and then put more content onto youtube so everything we make is going back in to try and create more content that we can put out there but our biggest way of earning is our tours yes so uh, Renata has her Newcastle Ghost Tours tours, um, which she has a contract for Maitland Jail for um, Miss Porter's House, uh, some National Trust houses in Maitland. Um, now, frightfully good also runs so frightfully good as both of us we do tours out at Gloucester, Gloucester Gold Mine and we do the the all nighters at Maitland Jail. Yes, and we've got a um, a speaker. Coming in, that's going to do a speaker's author's talk. Yes. So we're branching out to some different things. We also do like the seance parlor, we do our tarot shows. So we work our little freckles off, Mm -hmm. trying to eke out a bit of a living out of this business. So if you'd like to support what we do and show your appreciation, you can do that simply by uh, sharing our work or becoming a subscriber. If you want to financially support us, become a Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you just look up Anne and Renata and you'll find us on there. Uh, the best here is the Grand Pooba. And, uh, yeah, we attend our events. That, that helps us as well. Absolutely.
2: Not only us, but it also helps the... Um the sites that take most of the money yes. uh, to <laughs> to just get by because they aren't government-funded anymore. Nope. All the historical um, sites that we go to uh, uh, depend on volunteers and depend on uh, donations. So when we go in, uh, we help and assist with that in payment for hire fees. Uh, and so it's kind of like giving back to the community in in the fact that you come and not only are you supporting us, but you're also supporting the heritage and the sites that would be lost forever or transitioned into some motel, hotel or pub or whatever if if money doesn't
0: keep on coming through. Yeah. And it gets tighter every year, absolutely tighter every year. And when it comes to these private cases... We don't charge. We don't charge. That is how we, we give back... Um, and we we try to help the living and the dead, so we we can't travel across the country free of charge, but we will talk to you on the phone if you're uh, local. We'll go visit you if if it's needed, but generally Renata can solve most things by speaking to people on the phone because she's freaking awesome. <laughs> But look, we've got to run because we do have our radio show to get to. So thank you for joining us. As I said, please subscribe, do all that stuff. This episode will be on YouTube. It'll be on uh, the podcasting uh, channels as well. And uh, if you want to send us a super sticker, become a Patreon. We would love you to death for that. Uh, But we're going to head off to our next job now. But thank you so much for listening. Stay spooky. Yes, see you on the dark side. And remember, be Be frightfully frightfully good. good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Make sure you check out our True Hauntings podcast, Spooky Sunday podcast, and make sure you have a frightfully good night.